and this is my Q broadcast for Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> Q was posting in the middle of the night. Uh, early this morning, we got a message on the board from Q, and here is the message. And uh, some people are still a little bit concerned about the issue with trip codes and user IDs. Um, I have seen enough information uh, to give me confidence that this is Q. However, it would be very nice if Q would do a little bit of um, you know, simultaneous posting with President Trump or some other way to um, give people confidence that the trip code has not been compromised. All right, so let's see. A little bit after midnight Pacific time zone, Q posted this. What is at stake? Who has control? Surprise witness? Who was surprised? Who will be surprised? Use your logic. Can emotions be used to influence decisions? How do you control emotion? Define plant. How do you insert a plant? Can emotions be used to insert a plant? Who is Cassidy Hutchinson? Trust a plan. Q. All right, so this is a post, obviously, about the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson yesterday, the surprise witness at the January 6th committee hearing. Uh, an unscheduled testimony, but she suddenly decided that she had some things to say. And she had actually testified uh, previously in the hearings, but she had a different story this time around, <laughs> and she had a different attorney. So that's what we're going to be talking about here. So yesterday she testified before the committee and said that President Trump became enraged when his alleged request to be taken to the Capitol was not honored by the Secret Service. Uh, we're going to play a little clip here of her testimony. Let's turn now to what happened in the President's vehicle when the Secret Service told him he would not be going to the Capitol after his speech. When you returned to the White House in the motorcade, after the president's speech, where did you go? When I returned to the White House, I walked upstairs towards the chief of staff's office, and I noticed Mr. Renato lingering outside of the office. And once we had made eye contact, he quickly waved me to go into his office, which was just across the hall from mine. When I went in, he shut the door, and I noticed Bobby Angle, who is the head of Mr. Trump's security detail, sitting in a chair, just looking somewhat discombobulated and a little lost. Um, and I, I looked at Tony, and he had said, did you effing hear what happened in the Beast? I said, no, Tony, I, I just got back. What happened? Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the Beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off-the-record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president 
reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. And was Mr. Engel in the room as Mr. Ornato told you this story? He was. Did Mr. Engel correct or disagree with any part of the story for Mr. Ornato? Mr. Engel did not correct or disagree with any part of the story. Did Mr. Engel or Mr. Ornato ever after that tell you that what Mr. Ornato had just said was untrue? Neither Mr. Ornato nor Mr. Engel told me ever that it was untrue. So Hutchinson's claims are immediately challenged by the Secret Service agents who were in the limousine with the president on January 6th. NBC White House reporter Peter Alexander tweeted this. A source close to the Secret Service tells me both Bobby Engel, the lead agent, and the presidential limousine SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged at the steering wheel. And here is uh, a video. Let's bring in our chief justice correspondent, Pierre Thomas and Pierre. The Secret Service has already issued a statement in response to Hutchinson's testimony. Michael, good morning. That's right. That statement says that agents are prepared to give sworn testimony in relation to these new allegations. Two sources familiar with the investigation tell me that when President Trump returned to his motorcade after giving that speech on January 6th, he requested that agents take him to the Capitol. Those sources told me that Robert Engel, one of the agents in the car, said something to the effect of that being unwise or dangerous and that the motorcade was going to return the president to the White House. A source close to the Secret Service tells me that President Trump was apparently not happy with that answer, but the agents in the car would push back against any allegation of an assault by President Trump and the allegation that he reached for the steering wheel. Okay, so when President Trump realized that Cassidy Hutchinson had retained a new attorney, Julian Zerum began digging and learned that the attorney worked as an assistant attorney general under Jeff Sessions and was a key witness in the Mueller investigation. Here's a post by President Trump yesterday on True Social. She, speaking of uh, Hutchinson, changed lawyers a couple of days ago, and with it, her story totally changed. Shocker. So in this post, and several other posts, President Trump is suggesting that the new attorney is the one behind her new story. So this is Julian Zerum's post. Uh, her new lawyer, Jody Hunt, if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because he was a key witness in the Mueller investigation. Actually, here's a little clip that uh, Julian posted. The new attorney for Cassidy Hutchinson, the former White House aide who testified Tuesday before the January 6th Select Committee about former President Donald Trump, has strong connections to Alabama and former Senator Jeff Sessions. Hutchinson's lawyer, Jody Hunt, worked as Assistant Attorney General from 2018 to 2020 and served as Sessions' Chief of Staff when Sessions was a U.S. Attorney General from 2017 to 2018. According to CNN, Hunt also was a key witness in the Mueller investigation into the Russia investigation that led to Trump's first impeachment. Hunt defended Sessions' recusal from the Russia investigation while Attorney General, a decision that, well, at least publicly, uh, Trump was not happy with. And this was posted by Julian. Again, these posts were yesterday, prior to Q's post last night. So Cassidy Hutchinson's lawyer was formerly 
Sessions, chief of staff, who also acted as a key witness in Mueller's investigation. What is really going on here? Who is Hunt really working for? Is he just playing a role to bait Dems, or is he some kind of corrupt longtime leaker who's been allowed to operate in order to gather evidence on his interactions? It's actually a really good question. Um, who is Hunt really working for? Cassidy Hutchinson, I think, is just a small player in this thing. Someone like Hunt, higher up, an attorney who worked in the DOJ, is probably the one behind all of this. Is he a leaker who is uh, running an operation to smear President Trump? Or is he potentially someone who's <laughs> working with Trump's people, inserting bad information into the hearing? We don't know yet. Uh, Cash Patel weighed in on Hutchinson's story. Let you listen to this video. I serve with both Bobby and Tony. They are career civil service agents. They're former military. They embody what career government officials should be. I would take their word over any word of this junior staffer who is completely, I believe, lying to the January 6th committee for her own self-gain. Bobby and Tony acted appropriately every single time I traveled with the president over 40 separate trips with those two individuals. I would love to hear them contradict this lie with the truth. But I'm, you know, I'm a little different on this one. Bobby and Tony need to continue to serve America. We don't need to put them on full blast. If they're willing to come out and say that she lied, that should be good enough for both the American people in this committee because they have more service to do than help politicize this kangaroo court. Another part of Hutchinson's testimony was challenged by an attorney who served in the White House under President Trump. There's a story here. Uh, Trump White House attorney disputes Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony about handwritten note. Former Trump White House lawyer Eric Hirschman is claiming that a handwritten note regarding a potential statement for then-President Donald Trump to release during the January 6th attack on the Capitol was written by him during a meeting at the White House that afternoon and not by White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. Sources familiar with the matter tell ABC News. At Tuesday's January 6th committee hearing, Liz Cheney displayed a handwritten note that Hutchinson testified she wrote after Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows handed her a note card and pen to take his dictation. So there is more uh, conflicting testimony. And to me, it seems pretty clear that Hutchinson is lying. The question is why. So Q asked, who is Cassidy Hutchinson? Uh, here's a couple of excerpts from an article by the New York Post about her. Uh, she did an internship at the White House as an aide under President Trump. During the internship, she worked for the Office of Legislative Affairs before she assumed the role of special assistant to Trump and advisor to uh, Mark Meadows. She also interned with Ted Cruz and Steve Scalise before she landed the White House gig. As an aide to Meadows, Hutchinson was said to be always by his side. When there were meetings, you'd expect to be uh, principal level or very small, senior staff level. He would always insist that she was in the room, said Brendan Buck, an ex-aide to former House Speaker Paul Ryan. So again, like I said, I, th I think that it's pretty obvious Hutchinson was lying, uh, but why is she lying? Q wrote, what is at stake? What's at stake is whether or not President Trump is going to be able to come back to the White House. One of the main goals of the January 6th committee is to try to hang some kind of crime on Trump and smear him, making him ineligible to come back to the White House. Who has control? That is a good question. Q's reemergence on the board is a suggestion that there are patriots in positions of control. 
maybe not complete control, but I think Q is suggesting to us good people are in places of power and they have a degree of control and things are going in our direction. All right, so moving down, surprise witness, who was surprised? Q is kind of suggesting that there's a surprise coming for the deep state. Who will be surprised? That's the question. Use logic. Can emotions be used to influence decisions? How do you control emotion? Define plant. How do you insert a plant? Can emotions be used to insert a plant? It's pretty obvious to me that the January 6th committee is a little desperate right now. They're desperate to come up with any kind of information they can find to smear President Trump. They're being run by their emotions. The emotion they're working with right now is desperation. Their emotions can be used against them to influence them, to take people like Hutchinson and bring them in and, and have them testify, and then have their testimony blown up within 24 hours. Right, so Q says, very last words down here, trust the plan. Apparently, uh, there is a plan, and the plan is being rolled out. Uh, President Trump looks pretty cozy when you see him in interviews. He keeps telling us that uh, he's not going to disclose what his plan is. People have suggested he might come back as the Speaker of the House uh, in January. He has said, no, that's not the plan. He's got something up his sleeve. He's not going to tell us what it is. He just keeps telling us everyone's going to be very happy. So uh, I am cozy. I'm comfy. And, and I think that there is a plan and it is being rolled out. Q implied that Hutchinson may have been inserted into the January 6th hearings to sabotage them. Did White Hats set up the Trump-hating January 6th committee by planting her and her new attorney into the hearing? It's possible. Uh, I'm kind of leaning in a different direction. After some reflection over the last year and a half, I've arrived at the view that much of what Q posted over the last five years has been disinformation intended to keep the deep state looking in the wrong direction. Unfortunately, it's also faked out a lot of uh, people like us who've been following Q. But it's all been done, I think, for a good purpose. So let me give you a couple of examples what I mean. In 2018, Q often told us that then Attorney General Jeff Sessions would drop the hammer on the deep state. Here's a post from January 21st, 2018. Will Sessions drop the hammer? One of 22. And then uh, goes on to talk about the memo, the Nunes memo. Uh, after Sessions resigned, Q often suggested that Bill Barr would be the one to drop the bomb on the D.C. swamp. We have this post, and this is actually a repost of something that I posted on Twitter. Um, Q suggested that somebody with eight letters in their name was going to be a stealth bomber. Use a stealth bomber, and we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight spaces. And I thought it might have been Whitaker. And Q let that go for a while, for quite a while, six or seven months, and then came back and said, when does the B-2 drop the first bomb? Does Bill Barr fit into eight spaces? Reconfigure graphic, knowledge is power, Q. So Q had us look, first looking at Sessions, and then looking at Barr as the one who was going to drop the hammer on the swamp. But who was rarely mentioned in those early Q posts until it was too late to stop the investigation? That would be Durham. And I think that Q had us looking in all the wrong directions, and all the while Durham was very quietly doing his investigation. And I think we're going to see more indictments in, uh, in the coming months, uh, some high-level indictments, actually. 
And I suspect the reason Q came back at this time is for a couple of purposes. Number one, I think that Q wants to be on the board posting when the indictments come because we still have those placeholders that need to be filled in. And number two, uh, Cash Patel said uh, last week that he has been tasked by President Trump to go to the National Archives and help dig out some documents that have been declassified but hidden by the Biden administration. So if Cash Patel goes and starts digging up these documents and making them public, I think Q is going to help us make sense of them and highlight the ones that are the most relevant. Those are just, you know, my thoughts on why Q is back at this time. But I could be wrong. Time will tell. That is all for today's update. Please keep me and Denise in prayer. Keep President Trump in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Keep the kids in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.